First Class Sailing, take the helm. The Atlantic Rally for Cruisers, or as it's commonly known, the ARC, was first conceived in 1986 and it started out as a really safe way to cross the Atlantic in the company of other yachts. Since then, it's grown, really grown, and turned into something much more of a race, becoming more and more competitive as it's attracted bigger and faster yachts. Over 200 yachts now take part in it. In the winter of 2019, First Class Sailing entered a Challenger 72 into the Ark Rally. It was an incredible opportunity for 12 people to crew in this trans-ocean race, the largest of its kind. Sailing across from the Canaries to the Caribbean, it's a pretty special experience, let alone when it comes to racing it. Ocean racing is not for the faint-hearted. I'm sure at times it must be quite physically demanding, certainly exhilarating, and they tell me, definitely fun. One man who's been part of the ARC 2019 is joining me now, Clive Morgan. Clive, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us today. My pleasure. Uh, Clive, uh, you've been on a very big voyage with First Class Sailing, but before we get to that, perhaps you could just give me a little bit of a, a background, if you will, as to your sailing history and your life to date. Right, okay. Well, I've done quite a lot of sailing. Um, I kind of started at university, um, friends with boats, we had cruising, cross the channel, that sort of stuff. Uh, I've had boats myself, um, cruising boats, uh, racing boats. I've had a couple of dragons, which were great fun, a lot of <laughs> racing and dragons. Done a lot of big boat racing too, Cork Week, Cows Week. Wow. That sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, I've done a lot of sailing, but nothing like doing the art, nothing like crossing the Atlantic. I'm just intrigued in terms of the motivation for signing up to a, a, a crossing like the Atlantic with a, with a group of people on a fairly, you know, challenging experience. What, what motivated you? What gave you the impetus, if you will, to start that, that process? Well, you can answer that on a number of different levels. Um, Put very simply, I like sailing, I like people, I like adventure up to a point, and uh, I think if you combine all those three together, then um, the arc is uh, one way to bring those together. Seriously, though, I've wanted to do it. I mean, I don't believe in bucket lists, but I wanted to do <laughs> a long voyage for some time. Uh. Um, and one of the reasons for that really is that um, I had some sort of anxieties, and it's one of those things where you feel you've got something to prove to yourself so to to do a long voyage mm. as i say had anxieties to me interesting and i wanted to prove to myself that i uh, that i could do it so that's another way of looking at it. yeah 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 and that's quite an interesting motivation as i say sinecure but it's something that potentially could go one way or the other couldn't it i mean it, it could either overcome those anxieties or, or, or dare i say it exacerbate them Sure. Well, I mean, let me be a bit more specific because it sounds very vague. I mean, uh, I get seasick and I know I get seasick and I know I have to manage it. So being on a long voyage, seasickness will obviously be a problem. But I'll say a bit more about that in a moment. Okay. I mean, the other thing is, you know, a long downwind sailing. Well, I've done I've done quite a bit of downwind sailing. And again, uh, you know, helming downwind in a big wind with big Mm. waves. That's quite an experience, and so I, you know, I wanted to kind of overcome that. I wanted to know that I could do that. I mean, the, the, the just the magnitude of what you're taking on is a little bit anxiety-making for me. It was anyway, <laughs> and sort of being in 
being in a confined space where you can't get off, you're with all these people. Uh, mm. So uh, that was a. So I mean, those are the sort of anxieties I had. Okay. All, okay. All things that you know, I wanted to challenge. I wanted to know that I could overcome those anxieties, and uh, mm. and, and and have a great voyage, which is, by the way, what happened. And the process of preparation uh, for this. I mean, we we ought to just tee up what the arc is, shouldn't we? About the amount of preparation for this kind of voyage. Just just yep. describing an overview, if you will, as to what the arc is, what it stands for, and what it represents. Right. Well, in t- in terms of. Um, in terms of preparation, if I understand you correctly, I mean, I had a long conversation with Charlie Tulloch at First Class Sailing. That was the first thing I did, where we really talked about my suitability, whether I was up to it, whether I was suitable, how I would get on. Mm. And that was actually very useful to, to have that conversation. And we talked about my kind of sailing CV and all the rest um, um, and what I'd done before. Charlie was very helpful. Then, I mean, I decided, you know, I wanted to go ahead, uh, so I made the application. Um, uh, everything seemed to be okay. Uh, I had to go and see my GP to say that I was medically fit to undertake the voyage, which again is um, a good thing to do, I think, yes. before for going. Definitely. And then you then you get into the actual sort of preparation. We had an, a very long list of stuff to take um, that Charlie sent us. That was a pretty pretty uh, useful. I remember spending many hours trying to find these mythical long-sleeved white <laughs> cotton shirts and i did find in the end you could buy them in decathlon so i did find it but uh, there's a long, long, long list of stuff you have to take and then we got into the kind of the um the practice weekend which was great because first of all you are on a mirror image of the boat you're going to cross yes. atlantic on one yes. of the challenges so you get used to the to, to the challenger boats yeah sure um and of course the other thing is you meet not all but you meet most of the people who are going to do it with you yeah and that was yeah. great fun it was a great fun weekend anyway weather wasn't great but it was a great fun weekend <laughs> meeting everybody and at the end of that you kind of had some reference points for for the boat and how you were going to live on this boat mm. but also and i think hugely important for me was that you know just beginning to get to know the people and a sense that yes you can get on with these people yeah and yeah. actually it's going to be going to be a lot of fun and that is the nub of this particular part of the the journey of the voyage is you know understanding each other being able to work together as a team forming a team effectively from scratch and and hopefully I mean, i'm sure most of them had that same sort of desire for adventure but here you have a really disparate group but at least brought together under the love of sailing don't you indeed i mean they were <laughs> They were a very different group of people, you know, people from all different sorts of backgrounds. And I mean, if you'd, if I would just met these group of people, not knowing that I was going to be cooped up with them for three weeks, then I don't know, would I have got on with all of them? I don't know. But I mean, um, it, it, it is amazing because oh, where do you where do you start? I mean, to me, there were two things about the actual voyage itself and i would divide it simply into the kind of the sailing side of things um and then the people side of things and i think i remember on the on the practice voyage actually the practice weekend we were all asked why why we were doing this and i think i said 
well, actually, you know, for me, it's really about, you know, the people. Mm. Um, and I think it, it, it is about the people. Uh, I was warned by someone who'd done this before. And they right. said, well, look, you know, you're going to be you're going to be in a confined space with a lot of people for, you know, a long time. You know, it's very difficult. Well, uh, we actually we got on <laughs> we got on incredibly well. Oh. As I say, there were people from very diverse backgrounds. But because you are, you're going to do this together. It is it's a, yes. a joint venture. It's yeah. a team, uh, a team exercise. And you cannot get off the boat in the middle of the Atlantic. So you, <laughs> you have to find a way of getting on with people. And actually, that wasn't difficult. We got on incredibly well. I mean, That's there were the odd few bits of friction. Hey. But I was absolutely staggered by how we did all pull together. We all got together. You know, there was lots of banter, lots of leg pulling, pulling which was great fun. Um, you know, working in the watches, in the watch system. So you get to know people very, very well. Mm. I mean, there, there's lots of time um, crossing the Atlantic. There's lots of time for conversations. Sure. And we had some magnificent conversations. And in a strange way, because you are in this close environment and you kind of depend on mm. each other, you, mm. I, well, I found that you, you kind of open up to people. You yeah. tell people things that perhaps you, you wouldn't <laughs> tell the average person in the pub, but you get very, very close. And yeah, particularly some of the overnight um, you know, watches where you're watching the stars and talking right. to people. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that was a, a an incredible part of the uh, the voyage. And as as I say, I'm amazed we got on so well. And uh, we had some very funny conversations. Um, there we go. It sounds almost like a profound experience. You had almost, I say, an epiphany. But it sounds like you were really found more in yourself than ever you were prepared to find or hadn't thought about finding and revelations uh, came to you during the call without being you know too out of the body over this but it sounds like there is that kind of bringing everything down to base level you've got to get that boat through the water you've got a challenge in front of you but clearly there are times when it opens up the door for reflection and, and inner inner workings if you like yeah and as I say as I I've wanted to do this for some time and Without getting too spiritual about it all, uh, I mean, I, I think I do have a, a very close spiritual link with the sea. I have to be on the sea. I have to be near the sea. So, yes, and uh, I mean, some of the magical moments you are sailing on a night watch and you have this incredible, starry, clear, crystal clear sky. Um, watching the stars that's pretty amazing um and we have the odd school as well of course yeah. you're bound um, you're about over three weeks i think you're bound to you're bound to and um, the boats the boats were obviously well well prepped well up together well victualled yeah. uh, you're all involved in that i know so so if you like you you got through this this three weeks together um as a, as, as you say really working together there must have been a, a real sense of achievement when you could see land appearing over the horizon after three weeks at sea yeah well in a funny way it was almost as if you didn't you wanted to see it of course desperately but you also didn't want it to be there because the voyage was such fun and it was um you know again it's sort of when something comes towards you know achievement and whatever it's a very strange feeling also the fact perhaps that we uh, 
hadn't had any alcohol for nearly three weeks. Of course, that was a, <laughs> that was part of it. It was a, it was an enormous sense of achievement. And I was talking earlier about some of the anxieties I had, you know, to actually deal with that, to, mm. you know, overcome the seasickness, to yeah. learn how to helm down wind, which uh, was, uh, I mean, I learned so much. So that felt like a, a tremendous uh, achievement personally and also, uh, you know, a huge uh, achievement on, mm. on the part of the whole crew. Mm. I mean, there were some... There were some very interesting moments we had. Uh, there's one I'd love to tell you about. Please do. There's a photograph somewhere on the First Class Sailing website from the top of the mast. Ricky has Ricky had to go up one day because the bulb at the top of the mast had gone and there were some battens broken. And he um, appeared on deck with the climbing harness. And I was on helm. <laughs> I was helming and I said, Ricky, are you going up the mast? And he said, uh, he said nothing, actually. And uh, I thought... <laughs> Any moment now, the first mate's first mate's going to come and take the helm, yeah. keep the boat nice and steady. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Ricky climbed to the top of the mast, ninety foot, uh, and I'm on the helm. And I'm thinking I've got this you wow. know, guy's life in my hand. So, wow. I mean, to be able to, to sort of helm through that experience, it was fantastic. It was very challenging. It was, it was, um, uh, it was a, a great, great experience. And in fact, I've made that uh, photograph that he took from the top of the mast. That's now my uh, profile photo on WhatsApp. And <laughs> Quite right. It, it's funny. It sort of uh, it becomes a, a, a you know it becomes an important part of your your profile in a way. Yeah. 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 Huge sense of achievement. Um, you know, coming into the dock in St Lucia was absolutely great. Jumping off the boat into the into the harbour was great slugging a bottle of rum was great <laughs> the first few days disappeared into a bit of a haze <laughs> Quite but, well, uh, you, deser you deserved it you all definitely deserved it and that there is no doubt and some people might be thinking now okay this all sounds interesting this sounds fun to a point but challenging um advice what what would your advice be to clive to somebody thinking about even contemplating the thought of getting onto a boat for three weeks and, and doing doing the arc if you like um, <laughs> learn how to cook a signature dish because ah. you're going to be doing the cooking <laughs> nice. as well as everything else. So that's nice. That's good. Um, no, seriously. Uh, <laughs> I think it's being prepared. It's being prepared to work with other people. It's being, it's being honest with yourself as well. Mm, yeah. um, it's, uh, I think it is about preparation. I mean, it's, it's very important to have the right kit on board. I mean, a very silly example: head torches. You know, mm. you you need a head torch. If you've got a head torch, you know, working at night over the what night watch is fine. Without a head torch, life is a bit more complicated. It's little things like that in the preparation. But then you're given lots of uh, advice on preparing. Um, what else? Um, I'd say um, it's about wanting to have an adventure with a group of other people. It's about being prepared to, uh, you know, work with those people, to talk to those people, um, mm. and uh, let the good times roll because yeah. it was a, yeah. it was a, a fantastic experience. And uh, I mean, my advice to anybody thinking about it is, when you thought about it, yeah, <laughs> don't wait too long. Go <laughs> get on it. with it. Get on with it. Because and... it, it's uh, an amazing experience. And a couple of final questions from me, if I may, is is the first one has to be, do you keep in touch with your fellow crew members? 
Well, we do. We have, <clears throat> we've had from the very first, well, from the practice weekend, we've had a WhatsApp group going. And most of that is publishable, some of it perhaps not publishable. <laughs> so what what happens between the crews stays on you know, what what happens on the page stays on the page. No, we're, right. we're still uh, we're still all talking um and uh um people feed in lots of stuff about what they're doing. People have been back out of the Caribbean. Uh no, we're it, it's a very, very active group and um it's always fun to see what people are up to. <laughs> and in fact, one or two of them, one or two of them, I will sail with again. We've uh, talked on more to we'll, we'll, we'll sail together again. That speaks that speaks volumes about the experience that you do want to, to get together again. And what was the connection with first class sailing? How how did you come across them and the challenge, if you like? Well, when I kind of decided I was going to do this, I looked around at the different ways of doing it, and I actually wanted to do it with quite a uh, a large boat uh, and with a large crew because I, as I said, um, a lot of it for me is about the people and I felt I'd get on better uh, with a bigger crew mm. than with, you know, a small boat with six or seven people then I thought it would be better to go with a big crew. Um, and so I looked around, I did my research, um, I saw that First Class Sailing were offering this and um, I, I basically picked the phone up and spoke to Charlie, and uh, that's how we started. And because I was sort of taken seriously, and it wasn't just a matter of yes to sign up here. It was. Mm. It, it seemed to me a matching process. You know, was this suitable for me, and was I suitable for this particular um, way of crossing the Atlantic? So, uh, mm. so that that's how we came together, and um, I'm. You know, it, it worked very well. I'm. I'm glad I went with them. And uh, how's the seasickness? How was it? <laughs> well, I know how to manage myself. And the important thing is that I can't be below deck. I can't be cooking mm. and looking at charts for the first couple of days. After that, I'm fine. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. So we had some very sensible conversations at the beginning of the voyage. Skip said, look, you know, anybody suffered from seasickness mm. and one or two of us did. And so... We weren't, you know, we weren't given duties below decks for the first two or three days. And so it all worked out very, very sensibly. Excellent. But, you know, now I know I can do this. I know yeah, I can manage that's it. that's the point, it's isn't great. it? That's the point. Yeah. And, um, and what is your signature dish, by the way? My signature dish? Oh, I tell you. It is uh, cottage pie topped with a very um, crusty, cheesy mashed oh. potato topping, oh. which is absolutely delicious. Oh. In fact, we had it for dinner one evening we had it for lunch the next day and some people were still eating it for dinner <laughs> on the second day it was so delicious i think i won the prize without the shadow of a doubt from anybody else clive morgan it's been an absolute delight talking to you today thank you so very much indeed for giving us your time uh, for the first class training podcast and uh, uh, i hope you've enjoyed yourself as much as i have because it's been an well, absolute delight it's kind of brought back some happy, pleasant, funny memories. So, yeah, thanks very much. Good stuff. Clive Morgan, uh, thank you once again. So that concludes today's episode of this series of podcasts, uh, First Class Sailing, and uh, what you can do, what you can get out of being part of their group. Business On Board with Kerry Herford-Jones.